courtesy of Bow. Sports.com, Stitcher.com, iTunes. You can subscribe to this lovely, sexy, wonderful podcast for free. Tune in media for your mobile devices, Google Play Podcasts, and we are also on Spotify. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the show that we so lovingly and very smoothly call Ball on Bulls. The show totally, utterly, and foreverly dedicated to the Chicago Bulls and NBA talk. I am Big Daddy. I'm C-Dub. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. Anything's good in my world and in the world of the Bulls. So good in your world. Good. Yes, that's true. I see you have a, is that a Scotty Pippen shrine you have back there? Yeah, um, you know, this is uh, various gifts we're given to the shrine from various mm. people that we know. And uh, mm. of course, you know, under the, under the, the Pippen jersey, there is a the Jordan Rules book. Um, oh, is that, I was going to ask, was yeah. that unguarded or is that a Jordan Rules? Okay, it's Jordan Rules. Rules. Okay. So and, where's the Scotty Pippen novel? Are you going to get this or? Uh, I think I probably will. I don't know. But mm, okay. part, part of, part of, <laughs> <laughs> part of you what? Part of you I what? Try, I try to get that whole, because Scotty just kind of like, I'm going to say bruise the memories a little bit, the joy, mm. joyfulness of the fans mm-hmm. from uh, what he's been doing the last, uh, this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has the right to do whatever he wants to do, but you know. So like reading that book, I mean, I know mostly it's about him. So I might, I might, sure. I might, I might, I might um, take a look at it. Yeah, I mean, if you're a big Scottie Pippen fan, as I know you to be, then yeah. I think you would, you know, get the book and find out about your favorite player. You know, <laughs> and hear those things, man. You know, and yeah, I mean, you know, the other stuff is tough, I'm sure. Uh, but we know what we saw. Like that. That's kind of what I fall back on there. Like, I know what I saw. I, I yeah. know he, his, what his recollection is can't really change what I saw happen. And yeah, that's fine. And it, same with Last Dance. It, it didn't really change what I saw happen. Didn't change my feelings on Mike. Didn't change my feelings on any player. Didn't change my yeah. feelings on Scotty, you know, and nothing. Like, yeah. I know what I saw. I know the experience. I remember all the feelings. Exactly. The Bulls fans know. And uh, one thing about Scotty real quick, um, is that, I, you know, obviously that he's getting tired of Jordan being a co-writer for his career. Sure, career. sure. And so, you know, every time Scotty, this guy do something, it's like, you know, Michael Caprices, you know. Mm-hmm. Scotty has a book, he used the insert for the comply with me. You know, it's always something. Yeah. Jordan's always hovered above. I think the last dance was like last straw. Of like yeah, <laughs> the last straw. <laughs> yeah. Mike, Michael Jordan defining what his career was. And he's like, oh, right. how did you being involved in like how I tell my story of my career. Right. And you right. always involved in it. Mm-hmm. And I think he's I think he just got tired of that. So yeah. And he took control of it in a yeah. uh, very yeah. terrible way. Uh <laughs> <laughs> well Colin Phil Jackson the racist isn't a good way to do this. I you know that's just my opinion. Okay. I, yeah. I should I should have told him not to do that then he called me for advice. I was like, you know what you do? Call yeah. Him a racist. Yeah. <laughs> Actually he did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can't call him. Yeah, it's not a thing. You know, you should yeah. do, you know, calling that kind of player, you know, you know, but, you know, he retracted <laughs> in his book, you know, and bottom line is I love Scotty. Like, that's still yeah. the thing. I, I love Scotty Pippen. And, you know, every year, Dave, I tell you this, right? Every year I go, what's, 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 what's dumb or what's crazy that Scotty's going to say this year? It's every year he does it. This year he kind of went way, well, last year he went way overboard, but like, yeah, he Scotty does he says Scotty things every year. That's kind of like baffling a little bit. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
All right. Well, let's get off of Scotty and let's talk about the now of what's going on with our Chicago Bulls right now because they are awesome. They're doing their thing. It's fun to watch. It's a joy to look at every freaking single uh, game. It's an experience. Uh, the Bulls right now, as we record this, are 28 and 16, have game out of first place behind Brooklyn, few percentage points ahead of Miami. Uh, coming off of a loss uh, to the to the Milwaukee Bucks, 94 to 90, four point loss uh, to the Bucks. A game that I thought was going to be entertaining. Uh, I had mm-hmm. a feeling it would be. I had a feeling it would be close. I didn't think it was going to be a blowout, uh, and it wasn't. I love the showing of the Bulls. Uh, I think this is the second moral victory <laughs> that the Bulls have had that I was like, I'm cool with this. You know what I mean? I'm okay with this kind of loss and I'm comfortable with it. And I think Chris, uh, I'll start here. I think moral victories are, are good. And for, for two things, if you're a young team or if you're a team that's won a lot of games, I think that's where moral victories are acceptable. Uh, how did you feel about the game last night? Uh, yeah. I, it's well. The, the thing is that you preface it, and you kind of wrap everything in, I guess, in this as it's like we still in first place, right? Yeah, yeah, right. And all or close to it, second place, close, but you know, close still to it. it, right? And all you want them to do is to compete. You know, the more victory they had a couple of games ago, who they um, who they played harder a couple days ago, um, of uh, uh, Boston. Boston, right? Coming Boston off of had, that whooping, you know that right, when they quit, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, on national TV they were playing mm-hmm. very poorly. Yeah, and and that in that game I expected them to lose. Portland, I did. Boston had two of their superstars on their team. I'm like, right. this should be a close game, but mm-hmm. Boston should be able to win this game like in the fourth quarter. Yes, and that's kind of what happened. But you just want to see the team that you root for compete mm-hmm. and not do silly things on the floor and be and be, and be focused, well coached, and uh, you want to, you want them to live up to. You know, uh, we went through to try as hard as you can and let the outcome that would be. And they tried, they played as hard as they could. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, they won as talented as Boston that day because they didn't right. have all the players. Right. So I guess Milwaukee, Milwaukee is in this mode where they're like, that 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 was such a regular season game for both teams. You know what I'm saying? The speed of the game was like regular, regular season. Mm-hmm. Both teams played hard, you know. Um, both teams shot poorly for the both field. Both teams play hard. <laughs> play hard, play hard. And I'm watching the game. I'm like, Milwaukee is the championship team, right? They're, they're the champs. They should pull this game out, right? They should. Right. They're supposed right. to get, you know, they have Giannis at the right. though. So they should be able to pull this game out. And that's what they did. That's what they did. Um, it's a shame that Kobe didn't shoot well. If he shot well, probably had a better chance of winning. Yeah, true. But, um, but still, though, those are the champs, you know. Um, I'm not surprised they lost to Milwaukee, to Milwaukee in the Bucks. Yeah, not surprised that they took that L. Uh, it was just really just like, wow, they really came out here. I think what it did, um, to borrow a phrase from uh, uh, Batman and Superman, I think they made God bleed. And I think that's really what it was. Like Bulls fans came in with a, certain Bulls fans, I should say, came in with a fear of Milwaukee Bucks, of Giannis is going to destroy them. Even And it's not their fault because if you watched NBA Countdown before, that's all that was being discussed is the Bulls are about to get, you know, ran through, you know, destroyed, mm-hmm. crushed. They, they can't stop anybody, um, especially Giannis. You know, he's a monster among men, and we understand that. But Bulls fans came in kind of with that mindset. And that's why uh, 
and I saw Matt say this on Twitter. He said, this is probably the best way I've seen Bulls fans take a loss on Twitter like mm-hmm. this season. Like they were very cool and okay about it. It's because they made them, they made the monster bleed. Like, yeah, that's really what it was. Like, so now they have seen that they're good enough to hang with them and they're good enough to, you know, compete with them. Whereas before I just thought that they felt, you know, they weren't even in their league. Yeah, it was a good it was a good test, right? Because we see them play in Brooklyn, even though it's regular season Brooklyn, hurt Brooklyn, whatever. You, you can kind of see the matchups, right? You got a chance to see live, okay, how they actually play against a team like this, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we saw it, and the last time we saw it wasn't good. But I think we know that in a in a seven game series that the Bulls will compete, you know, harder on a seven game series than them fifty and won't get blown out by fifty points. Um, so it's the first time we get the chance to see them against Milwaukee, and you go, oh. They're actually holding their own. They didn't get blown out, holding on a little bit. The yeah. holiday wasn't 100% holiday. But for the most part, they had a roster and they held their own. And yeah. it wasn't like they did something that they couldn't stop. You know, right. um, Giannis, you know, um, still Giannis, but he mm. wasn't really killing the Bulls. And again, this is regular season Giannis. Mm. <laughs> but at the same time, you feel like, okay, I'm okay with this team competing, especially since we're shorthanded, right? You know, right. You know, if we had a full roster out there, I'm, I'm comfortable with them competing against Milwaukee. I'm not as scared as the other team. Yeah, yeah. And I think Bulls fans experience that. And that's good for them to experience uh, that feeling because there were a couple teams I'm sure they had that fear of, which one is Golden State and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one was Milwaukee. Now, what's interesting now for me, Chris is the Bulls are now going to get into the meat of the conference and mm-hmm. the Eastern conference is really good this year. And I, I think you had the Bulls finishing fifth or sixth. I know I had them six. Um, yeah. Yeah. I didn't have I, them first. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. No, no. I, the only way I, I said, if everything goes right in a best case scenario, they're a top three team mm-hmm. uh, and everything's going right <laughs> in a best case scenario. They're a top three team, but yeah. I had them at six and the teams I had ahead of them, if you look at the standings, are all the teams, except for Cleveland, are all the teams that yeah. I thought would be ahead of them, um, right, that are closing in, kind of, you know, like your Brooklyn, Miami, uh, Philly, and uh, Milwaukee. So those teams are the ones I'm like, yeah, they could be ahead of the Bulls uh, going in uh, to the, to the um, season. So seeing where they are right now, this is kind of like, okay, yeah, we're in that mix, you know, we're number two, we're in the mix of it. And now you get to play these teams. The beauty of this, Chris, is I look forward to it. I I don't have a, oh man, we got to go up against them. (laughs) It's not that anymore. You know, it's a, dude, all right, let's go up against them. Let's see what's up. You know what I mean? Like I got, I got some dogs, you know, to come out and play and, I think the other thing is because of right now, I can look and I can point as to why they're losing. Like mm-hmm. I can't, I can really give you the logical reason. I can say like, oh, well, you know, Zach Levine is out. We needed three point shooting and all that. Zach Levine was gone. He wasn't out there on the floor. Oh, lack of size. You know, Derek Jones Jr. would have helped with that as far as his versatility and things like that. Um, man, while well, half court struggled up, uh, well, point guard is out. You know, <laughs> like my point guard is gone. Uh, the transition and things like that is 
is going to show our three-point shooting. Uh, you know, Lonzo is pretty much the best three-point shooter in the league percentage-wise. So I'm like, yeah, that's a good reason why your three-point shooting isn't good. So I can point to logical reasons as to why they're struggling. I think that's what excites me uh, more than anything. But yeah, going into these teams, uh, I, don't, I don't have any fear of them. No, this is a new year. The Bulls are good. And as a fan, you're geeked and amped for these games because you know your team can perform yeah. at a level against this team. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not worried at all. And uh, it's interesting because every year we go like, we look at the standings, you go like, what's this one team that's going to be a surprise? It's always a one surprise team, right? Yeah. And it's Cleveland. Like, I didn't think Cleveland would be. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, Nobody I did. Washington had a chance to sneak in there. I didn't believe in Charlotte too much. Mm-hmm. But Boston was to one of the teams I'm like, Boston could easily, Boston was number five and Cleveland was number 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would be surprised, you know. I still think yeah. Boston had a chance to really um, get some wins. I think they haven't peaked yet. I think they'll find a stride. Think so? Two good players. I think, okay. They two good, right. they, you know, my rule day, you know, not like they, I don't know, the, the team is flawed. In, um, not that it's a Boston podcast, but the, the, the team, they don't have a lot of shooters on the floor. Mm-hmm. And Brown, and, and and you know Brown's not like a, a passer or not, but we got two talented guys like that. We should be better, you know. And they were better okay. in the past. And I still think that at some point, talent kind of rises to the top a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think at some point they will they will get on the streak and make something and make make up some ground. I just gotta believe that this basketball wise, like Tatum and the Brown are too good. Too good. Yeah, yeah, I think the only that. problem with that is. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at who is in their conference and who yeah. they got to go up against. Like those guys got two guys too. You know what I'm saying? Including the Bulls, like probably yeah. the best duo in the league. You know? Yeah, but the you know true, but you got to feed on the on the on the on the bad teams. I don't know. I just I okay. just think they're too good to be ten. Uh, no, I agree. Good. They're disappointing. I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't disagree with that at all. They're they're definitely disappointing, and they should be better. But um, yeah, watching them, man, they just don't do it in the fourth quarter. They get lackadaisical. Uh, and mentally, I don't think their basketball IQ is super high either. Um, Marcus yeah. Smart is, but you know, yes, Smart is. Um, again, I don't think the roster is the best roster for the for the two players. Um, mm. But um, yeah, and you look at that Atlanta. I mean, you're a bigger fan of Atlanta. I, I, Atlanta's a good I team. was, I was a big fan of Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that 12, you know, the 20 and 25 Miami yeah. man, that's a team I kind of worry Oof. about because like, I don't that's know the how one. the hell. Yeah. Story has to be the best, has to be coach of the year. I mean, Dude, that roster, man. That, I watched them games. I'm like, how are they beating Dallas? Like, what is going on? They have nobody on the floor. Jimmy's yeah. not playing. No one's playing. Yeah. Tyler Hero thinks he's doing, doing a Luka Donald's impersonation out there. Yeah. Yeah. And like, they're, they're 29 and 17, Dave. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're something, man. Like they, and I've seen them win every single way. Yeah. You know, I see them out finesse teams. I've seen them out out uh, goon teams. I've seen them uh, out shoot teams. You know, I've seen them destroy guys on the inside. You know, like it's they've won every single kind of way, and it's really interesting to watch that team because they're really good. And, and obviously, like you keep saying, uh, they're very well coached. I don't know if you saw Eric Spoelstra, and this is the we're, we're talking too much about the teams, but I got to get this point out. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this from Eric Spolstra when when Tyler Hero was coming up the court and he was running along the baseline. And he was right next to Eric Spolstra and Eric Spolstra had his arms out like this, like, what are you doing? Go get the ball. And Tyler Hero walked, kind of ran in front of Eric Spolstra. Eric Spolstra pushed him into the backcourt and wow. said, go get the ball. And he went and got the ball and he took it to the horn and he scored. Like, I had never seen that before. I had never seen a coach push in the NBA. I've never seen a coach physically push another player uh, say go get the damn ball 
and he goes and he scores, man. But yeah, that was that was something. That was like me and you. You, you left the screen. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, no, that was, that was that was that was that was the embodiment. Dribbling the ball, like, go yeah, get it, you know? yeah. I was the embodiment. Like, it, it would be funny if he was dribbling. He said, "No, pass." He went and slapped out his hands. You know, like <laughs> pass the ball, man. You know, I don't know. It was funny, but yeah, I digress. Uh, forget these other teams. We're here for the Chicago Bulls, man. And. The thing uh, about it, because because I want to talk about some individual players, uh, and of course, you know, we're gonna have a D on in in a, in a little bit, so I want to ask him uh, a couple of questions too about these uh, individual players. But let's start with the main one, the most polarizing one, mm-hmm. who is uh, Nikola Vucevic. Yeah, uh, Vuce is good. <laughs> I think that's the way to say it. But fans want more, and I understand yeah. that they want more. And I get, and they're right to want more mm-hmm. um, because of what they've seen and because of the injuries that they have now. They're like, okay, well, it's your chance to step up. You're supposed to be the guy we can rely on 20 and 10. Give it to us. Um, it hasn't been consistent, but my thing is it's still 16 and 11, and that's being inconsistent. And I'm comfortable with that. And I just think he's necessary. And I really find him to be a piece the Bulls are going to need as we get closer to the playoffs and especially closer to playing guys within your own division and within your own conference. But you have definitely uh, been vocal about um, things that Vooch has done wrong. So what are you uh, seeing out there on the floor uh, from Nikola Vucevic? Yeah, I, I like Vooch. Um, when they say vocal, I think he means me and on the text thread we are, me on the Vooch. Yeah, definitely don't and, mean Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I restrain from these getting angry at players, especially Vooch on Twitter, because when I do that, he's going to draw like 20 and 15 and be like, duh, Vooch. Mm-hmm. But, but, um, but what I, Vooch is like, I think you said it all, he's just very, very good. Yeah. Right. And he can be great at times. Yeah. And, and, and like you stress, and pretty much we've stressed on the show is that he's a number three. The offense is geared around him. Nothing mm-hmm. flows around him per se. He has to play within the offense given to him. Mm-hmm. He's a big man. He doesn't bring the ball down the court. You know, he doesn't have the ball in his hands. He relies on guards to give him the ball. That's on the spots on the floor to get a shot right. up. Yes. Milwaukee, I mean, what do you have? Like one post up in the fourth quarter in the bottom. <laughs> and, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you, you post them up a little bit in the first half, first two quarters, and you forget about them. Then mm-hmm. you have a tough game, and your guards, especially the Rosen, run the ball around, run a pick and roll instead of getting yeah. him in the post. Um, Bobby Porter should not be able to guard him, guard him in the post. So I blame that a little bit on coaching a little bit because, like, to me, if you're a coach, you have to stress, like, especially Levine's not there, right? At some point, you got to say, let's give it to Vooch. Let Vooch be your main focal point in the second half of the game. Mm-hmm. And he goes through stretches where he doesn't get the ball in spots where he could be effective. Uh, sometimes I think he gets pushed out a little bit too far. Mm. You know, from a spot, but still, but, but then again, even him, Billy Donovan, talk about the offense. He always says, We need to find Bush more within the offense. I'm like, No, just give him the fucking ball. Stop, stop <laughs> this random <laughs> offense thing. And help, you know, I get that. Sometimes you just gotta be like, Yo, you're going to Vooch. And that's where I think that you, t- you talk about point guards and shit, right? When Rondo yeah. or somebody's like, No, we screw the play. Right. You have right. cords on you. You're a foot taller. Get your mm-hmm. ass in the post. And post yeah. Down. You're going to yeah. win. Yeah, I saw that work a lot in Orlando because I remember watching them when they played, uh, when the Bulls played uh, the Magic and he would be a guard, you know, Wendell Carter Jr. would be guarding them mm-hmm. and they would just feed him all day long. Yeah. And he would just eat like all day, eat, 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 eat. Um, another thing I'm also seeing, Chris, is he's not used to not being 
guarded. Um, not and what I mean by that is I've seen him get the ball in the post and make a move, and what he's used to doing is when he makes that move, a double team is there. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like he's expecting a double team and it's not coming. And he's like, oh snap, like, <laughs> like I'm a little shocked by this. I think I think that's because he's not, I think he's kind of kind of like the guy where you got to tell him it's okay to score. Because mm-hmm. I when mm-hmm. I see him doing, mm-hmm. I see him looking for a pass first when he makes okay. moves. Like okay. he's not in sometimes when he when he goes to square mode is when he's angry and he it, it looks too forced, but like Throughout the game as a whole, it looks like he's looking to pass kind of first, mm-hmm. find his open teammates for threes, open jump shots, rather than get his. Mm-hmm. And you hear Stacey King a lot say that, you know, oh, this dude that's going on a whole vooch, just do that. But he doesn't do that because he's like, he gets the ball, he looks around, okay, I can get my team involved. You know, I can draw this double team. You know, when I stand out here, who can I pass it to? Versus right. just saying, I'm dropping 25 tonight and we're going to do that until, I, until they stop me, then I'm going to give it the ball. He seems to okay. be willing to give the ball earlier in the offense. Then, and I think I don't know if that's coaching or is that just his personality. Like I, I'm not a coach in the NBA, but I'm mm-hmm. a coach in Boosh. I would say, hey, you know, it's okay to like drop 25, drop 25 points a game mm-hmm. in the post. You know, then take the <laughs> your shot outside. You know, uh, but to be mismatches to me, man, where where they don't exploit Boosh's um, talent throughout the game mm-hmm. you know, in the second in the second half. And uh, like you, you see the Bulls go on droughts against like Milwaukee, and I'm like, post Vush up. Let's post him up. Mm-hmm. He has to have a post up for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And like, they don't do it. You no, know, Rosen to Rosen, he's great. But he's running around, Rick and Roll, trying to jump past it around. And it's like, this is going to Vooch, man. So uh, I think I'm, the, I'm, I'm sorry. Vooch. I have paid the Vooch, um, uh-huh. especially when a team comes together. This team seems to be, you know, sort of like better as a whole than some of its parts kind of thing. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. So I think they fit. They all kind of fit well together um, versus, um, you know, being outstanding individually. I think the one the one thing, Chris, that you pointed out to me um, about what's going on with Vooch is the fact that they don't repost him and the fact that that doesn't occur. I've seen it. And since you've said I've seen it happen twice. Uh, Yesterday, I saw it uh, one time and I'm sorry, not yesterday. Excuse me. uh, The Boston game. I saw Mm -hmm. it. And it was a game previous to that. And I'm like, wow, that was probably the only two times I, I've seen him like repost, you know, and get it back and go to work, you know, like that. Yeah. And that seems to be coming from, coming from Billy Donovan. This is like the offense is like five boots should be there. If it's not, then we we'll work the offense versus mm-hmm. five boots should be there. He's not there. Okay. We set with boots, you know, and I get that you want ball movement and you don't want to be predictable on the floor. Sometimes you just got to be like, no, we're going to him. You know, Vooch, we post. Get your ass back in the post. You know, your point, you know, um, your point guard needs to yell at him like, though he's smaller than you. Get in the, get in the, get in the post and go to work. Mm-hmm. And then when, once you establish that post game and they can't stop you, then everything else becomes easier. Yeah. Versus, you yeah. know, being a little passive and the teammates not really fighting him reposting. Zach, you know, is more willing to give him post of opportunity, but in the first half. Yes, that's true. That's very. <laughs> <laughs> No. That's true. No, that that's very very true. Um, let me ask you about uh, Ayo Desumu, uh, the rookie who's mm-hmm. been really good for the Chicago Bulls. Has his game kind of surprised you? Uh, as far as like, I don't know where your comfort level is with him, but for me, I guess I speak for myself. My comfort level is when I heard Alonzo Ball went out, I didn't even flinch because I was like, oh yeah, Ayo's there, 
And the fact that I'm like that kind of comfortable, you know, with a guy who's in his first year is, is coming off the bench, you know, second round pick, you know, is, is something, you know, that's, that's a huge, huge compliment that I wasn't worried. Like I got excited about matchups. I got to see him against, like against the Bucks game. I was like, well, man, you're going to get to go against Drew Holiday. I really do want to see that because I kind of liken him and his game to kind of like a Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was excited, you know, just to see that and just to see the matchups he has to go against. Like, oh, John Moran, oh, man, yeah, I, I kind of want to see that. You know, I want to see this matchup. So what is have, – do you have that kind of comfort level and, and what has been – like how surprised, I guess, have you been by his game? You know what? Not too surprised. I liked him in summer league. You know, sure. two things I liked about him in summer league was how you ran a fast break. I love how you finish, how you ran a break, and you know, to the ball ahead, um, sneaky fast, sneaky quick. Like he has, a, I think he has another gear. He does a short time. You saw him walking, ran yeah. the ball. Yeah. It's like he has a gear. Like Rose had like eight gears, and Rose only was like six. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Know, you. Um, you know, he has a, like, oh, is he gonna get the ball? Oh wait, man, he just shut another gear, and he's like faster everyone on the floor. So I think he's faster than when he lets on. So he yeah. runs a break. I love the way he runs a break. And two, another thing in summer league I saw early on was I love the way, but well, two other things. I love the way he attacked the ball on the defensive end, all passes. Like when guys in summer league, you know, when guys would pass the ball around, he would attack the ball. He, you know, he kind of anticipated where I was going to go. He really, he really tried to get a lot of deflections. He's very good at knowing when a guy's going to save himself to pass the ball. And so that means he's the rough, he was disrupting the offense slightly like by two seconds or whatnot you know he's just getting his people faces and re-attacking the ball and yeah. also he's got a way better at getting around screens but this guy you can't screen this guy yeah, I mean, like he, yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's like slime out there you can't he is wonderful to watch he's just like he's big and small at the same time and so like yeah. he just the jumpy screens is, is elegant you know and he's only going to get better at that True. so i watched him play his middle middleton who's taller but you know, it's like watching a great defender. Like you were talking about Scotty Pippen earlier. You know, Pippen would deflect balls and just do little things to eat two seconds off the clock to disrupt the offense. That's what he does. Mm, the screen, mm, Milton goes, mm-hmm. oh, jump the screen. Milton take two more dribbles to get around him. And that kind of, that's that's defense right there, right? Then Caruso does the same thing. It's a multiplying effect. Um, so at this stage, I, I'm a little bit surprised about his jump, his, uh, his confidence in his shot. You know, I think he's maybe hit an open jump shot, but he's way more confident in the shot. And uh, and he and he's better at penetrating to get into the basket than Lonzo, than Lonzo Ball. Mm. It was interesting because Ball doesn't like to go to the bucket hard and finish. Right. Um, I think, you know, Io I- can do that, is willing to do that, willing to do that more, and mm-hmm. willing to exploit that more in the ball. So, mm-hmm. so him penetrating to the bucket, and you see a lot of pass to Vooch off his penetration. Ayo is really good at taking advantage of the defensive momentum. You know, if you guard him straight up, he, he doesn't want he doesn't want to take you off the dribble. He'll swing the ball around. But if you're coming off the screen, he's coming off the screen, and you're off balance, he will attack your he'll attack your your your, your balance on defense and take advantage of the defender's momentum, and he'll dive to the basket and make a basketball play. Correct. Right. He sees the play two hands there. Oh, I got a cut. I see this cut coming with the. Don't look past the boots and it's there, boom. But mm-hmm. Ball may not do that as often because he doesn't really want to attack the basket. So it's interesting to see Io be willing, um, there's confidence in the jump shot and also seeing the player step ahead and willing to take the, bas- the ball to the basket and be aggressive, mm-hmm. you know, and create place for others. So 
Uh, it's one of them, man. Ben shot the eighty percent in three games or whatever. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> man, the yeah. on fire. So he's been Good something. Shots. Good shots. I, you know, you you mentioned um, that fast break, uh, that those gears that he has. Watching him. And if there's another person, you correct me on this, but I can't think of another person. This is the only comparison I had to this. When he gets that defensive play, when he makes that defensive stop, and he basically is a one-man fast break. After that, the only person I could think of who, who reminds me of that was like Dennis Rodman, who would make that defensive stop, make that defensive play, and then he was the fastest person down the court. And then... <laughs> And I mean, like, even with the ball, you know what I'm saying? Like that, like there were guys like Barkley, you know, who would do that, you know, who would get the rebound and just, you know, coast to coast you all day. But he wasn't the fastest dude on the floor. Mm -hmm. You were just kind of shocked that all this mass was coming at you that fast. You know what I'm saying? But Io gets it and he makes the defensive play and he's one man fast. You saw it in the Bucks game. Yeah. Uh, yesterday when he took on when he took it all the way on Bobby Portis. Right. You know what I mean? And, and scored, you know. Yeah. Like you saw it then, uh, he were, it really reminds me of, of Dennis Rodman making that defensive stop, making that defensive play, and one man fast breaking it all the way down the court because you're faster than everybody. I think that's a good comp, but I would add, I would add something to that. Mm-hmm. Getting to the ball that he knocked away. Because now I'm getting to the point now where when the ball's in, in its vicinity, I'm like, I was getting that ball. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like let's lose the ball, or I just going to go gear four and get that ball. And mm-hmm. he Ends up with the ball, and then, like you said, when he goes on a break, he has another gear. He just seems faster than anyone else. Yeah. It, was, it was a against the Bucks, like you said, it was Bobby Porter's. It was like a two-one break, and I'm like, should he pull us out? Then he then he's like, no, I have another gear, Chris. Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby pulls a high off the glass. And another thing, you see him finish better. You know, early on we saw him do those layups he was doing in college, which you can't do. True. Obviously, he's going to work, and and, and he said, "I got, <laughs> I got to do something different." You know, I got to you know, finish high off the glass or anticipate the contact going to the bucket, finish at the rim, and that that layup all like way at the top of the glass on the fast break was awesome to see. It's him finishing around the basket, maneuvering his, maneuvering his body to finish around the basket. Yeah, um, it's, it's improved, and his confidence is is waning. He's only growing. So yeah. yeah. Loose ball, I expect him to get the ball. Every time there's a ball in the vicinity of him, I'm like, Io is going to get to it first. Yeah, I agree. Um, so let me get to another guy who has been kind of polarizing uh, for the Bulls, and that's Kobe White. Uh, Kobe White, who now, I think, with the injury to Lonzo becomes I, – I, the, the word isn't untradeable because nobody's untradeable, but he's a guy that has – his value has risen for this team and what, you know, he needs to be on this squad uh, with that injury to uh, Lonzo Ball. Uh, Kobe had a, you know, tough game last night, but before that, for the past few weeks, Kobe has been very consistent and been shooting the ball lights out. And even that's why Jeff Van Gundy, when he was speaking, he was just very shocked. He was like, this dude is a lights out shooter. Like, he was like, this is a little shocking that, you know, he's this off, um, but it happens, you know, shooters have those kind of games uh, like that. But they're usually few and far between. So hopefully Sunday he'll be back to normal. Um, but what do you see uh, as far as the changes in Kobe White's game? Because there have definitely been several uh, that I've noticed, but what's the one for you that's kind of stood out? His rhythm of the game has improved. His pace and how he plays within the game. 
you know, Kobe is behind schedule along with um, Patrick Williams, right? If Kobe was on schedule, you'd be saying he may need a $20 million contract, right? But he had all those, you know, issues, you know, uh, all those setbacks. So he's behind the clock, so to speak. He's catching up. He's caught up. And right now, his speed within the game, his pace within the game. Yeah. Um, you can see it's there. Early on, you know, obviously, because of injury, he wasn't playing with the team. Where the B would take shots, his rhythm was off. He's playing with a certain rhythm now where he knows where his shot's going to come. Mm-hmm. He knows how to attack the basket. And uh, what I see, you know, an improvement on is his confidence in attacking the basket, knowing when to, you know, you know, let out that, that floater of his, man. That floater's always been there. Mm-hmm. But he, he's clearly working on the floater off the backboard. He's, he's more confident in that shot. So when he goes to the basket, he doesn't always have to finish out the rim. Remember his first couple of years, his first years in the NBA, he would go to the basket hard and try to take up the glass and get big guys that fall to four. Correct. One on four. Yeah. One on all four, the time. right? He's layup, the little layup he would do all the time. He missed sometimes. Sometimes it'll go in. Now, what's he doing? He's pulling up with that floater off the glass. Yes, that's true. Right. Mm-hmm. He's not going, he, he's like, okay, I can't shoot layups all the time and get seven footers. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's improved this game that in that aspect. And of course, his shooting has always been there. So his pace of the game, his rhythm of the game, and him, of course, not being, I'm going to say, forced to be, to be a point guard, to run the offense first. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that he's coming off knowing that his primary goal is to score mm-hmm. first, right? And um, so I think that's something about a lot. So confidence, pace, speed of the game, had that, having another, um, you know, um, weapon as far as that floater has really improved his game and confidence. And um and also defensively, you know, um, he's he's gotten better. He's not, you know, great or like anything like that, but he's getting around screens now. He's more alert on defense. You can see the whole team in general is more alert on defense, mm-hmm. what they're doing. And um, so, yeah, watching Kobe, um, is great. I'm just wondering what his ceiling is, though. What, what do you think his ceiling is, Luis? Mm-hmm. This is him right now, just this guy. Or do you think like he has another level yet to go with as, as a scorer at his size? His ceiling, um, I guess for me, I guess it's six man of the year. Mm. <laughs> I think that's kind of his ceiling. Okay. Now, I, I can, he can be a starter, um, you know, in this league for sure. I'm, I'm not saying that because uh, he could definitely be that. But if I'm peeking him out, I see a guy who can win that six man of the year award and actually help carry a team you know, to a bunch of wins and, you know, be helpful to a team to take them on a deep run in the playoffs. Cause you just don't find his kind of skill set every day, you know, a guy who can control the basketball, but also can uh, improvement on his defense, you know, which, which is my biggest thing that he's improved on a uh, guy who control that improve your own defense can run your run, either the point guard or the two, and also can shoot lights out uh, from the three point line. He can shoot the basketball. So he's working, I think that floater you said, Chris, it's, it's, he's working on becoming a more complete basketball player, you know, on both ends. You see that with the defense, like I said, with him slowing down with those things like that. I think adding all of those things, he could definitely be like a six man of the year kind of dude. Um, he could be a starter for sure. I'm not, I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying he can't be, but if I'm maxing him out, man, bringing him off the bench and knowing I could get like 20 something, you know, quick from him and I don't lose anything uh, on the defensive end. That's, that's mean. That's, that's really mean, man. Yeah. I think he only gets 
better if he learns how to really be a point guard and run the team first. Okay. But that's what that's that's what separates really great superstars and all stars from regular players. Mm. Like Chris Paul is able to lift a scorer, but Chris Paul can run the offense first and then like, okay, I'm getting 20 tonight. Right. Kobe can get 20 tonight, but he can't quite run the offense like Chris Paul. Yeah. Yeah, right. Correct. 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 So like you said, six man just scoring. But if he wants to get to the next level, it's it's being able to get in the game and run the team to mm-hmm. a, certain, a certain level and not just score to, to know mm-hmm. when to score and then when to get your teammates involved and run the offense. Real quick, I know we discussion with D. I don't know if you're using the thread, but I was I was copying. I had a question. I was like, like, who would you rather have Anthony Simons for Portland or Kobe White? Mm-hmm. Those are two similar players, right? Mm-hmm. And uh I think Simons, I think we rated Simons a little better because Simons is more athletic. Yeah, a little taller. Mm-hmm. Point guard. Mm-hmm. Point guard. But those two guys are kind of like similar players right now. That's a good point. Yeah, it's, it's really it's really interesting to see which one's going to take off further, which one's going to hit a higher ceiling. Um, you know, you know, Simon's coming on a little late. You know, he didn't get a lot of takebacks, get him on time. Kobe with injury, setbacks, whatnot. Yeah. But, um, but Simon's to a point. Simon is more of a point guard and can mm-hmm. score versus Kobe. Maybe put up the same amount of points, but he's a primary scorer versus being a point guard running the team. Yeah, and Kobe's and you t- you touched on it too uh, as far as his shot selection, like so much better uh, this year now than it was before. Uh, when I was doing Locked On Bulls with Matt, he was reading that the stats that was backing that up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe he said basically from zero to three feet in from his rookie year, I believe he was about 56, no, about 54. And then next season he was about 55, 56, something like that. Mm-hmm. And this year he's at 66%, wow. you know? So he, that's a huge jump, you know what I'm saying? From where he was. And remember, like he's, it was a guy who always went inside. You know what I'm saying? He had no problem going inside trying to score. But I remember him getting blocked more. Like yes. he would go inside and but not have a move. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying to to back that up. You know he he's you could tell he's used to being using his athleticism and, and being almost taller than whoever was in that lane. Right. You know what I'm saying. And that's kind of how he was playing. But now it's a little more controlled. Like you said, he's like, oh snap, guys are seven feet tall and athletic. Uh, yeah, I might not want to do that. You know, and he still gets caught up in that sometimes. Like especially when the Bulls are losing. And, you know, you see guys out there trying to force it just because he's trying to, you know, get the team back into the game. But I like the fact that he's like, okay, I need to work on this. Let me get this floater game. Let me see what this is going on. Because that that will definitely help him a lot. Because uh, you just can't be a three-point shooter out there. You know, especially like when you're going 0 for 9. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you got to find other ways to, you know, help your team offensively. Uh, and that's one of the ways uh, you can do it. And, and again, credit Mo Cheeks. Uh, for that, because I know he's been working with him on, on those things uh, as far as, you know, uh, uh, improving his point uh, guardsmanship. Yeah, and um, it's wonderful to watch Kobe because you know he's not a one-trick pony, right? You know, hmm. you know, like, it's like Van Gundy was like, he's 0 for 9 or whatever, he should be shooting. Yeah, you're right. Those are good shots, but what did he do? He Hard left. Yeah. Now, he wasn't just like, oh, my shot not going. I'm no use now on the floor. Right. No, I could, I could, I could at least pump fake. I'm a threat and get to the basket and work on the floating game. You know, last night didn't all come together, but he wasn't. The shots he had were good shots. It wasn't like, it wasn't like right. you know, he was personal. Right. Like it's the only thing I could do on the floor. Yeah. So the fact that he could put the ball on the floor, like you mentioned before, and also shoot, 
you just know that he's going to get better at that and recognizing, oh, I could just go hard left and pull up versus mm. going to the basket, float down. You know, so like you see, it's there. It's a shame that of course injuries happen and you sort of you know the time the time frame which you get from improvement, you know, has shifted a little bit for him. But uh, hopefully, <laughs> it really it really you know uh, his game elevates even more um, when it comes to playoff time. And um, I've always said about Kobe, catch and shoot as much as possible. Mm. That's why I'm upset a little bit when I don't see Vooch posted as often mm. because Kobe, one of the best catch and shoot players in the NBA. Mm. And I'm, maybe I'm spoiled from the 90s seeing big guys get double teamed and swinging the ball around. Mm. It happens with the Bulls uh, less frequently than I like. When it happens with the Bulls, they just get away from it. It's like, it worked. Mm. Post up, double team, swing around, catch and shoot. Yeah. But you yeah. have Zach and DeMar handling the ball. Great players, so yeah. they have the ball, so they could get caught up and get in their own versus you know, try to feed you sure. and feed the post. Uh, let me talk about this guy real quick because uh, this is from Twitter. Because Twitter asked, they was like, "You have to talk about this." When I said we were doing a show today, they were like, "You got to talk about this." And that guy is Grayson Allen. So Twitter is not happy <laughs> <laughs> with young Grayson. Bulls fans are not pleased with uh, young Grayson Allen. Um, what were your feelings, Chris, on, on that play, uh, the Caruso foul? Because I saw you uh, texting uh, a few opinions you had on it. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a, Ben Gundy was nice and polite to, um, to um, Chris Allen because, yeah. number one, he fouled him in the air, fine. But he pulled his arm. When you're in the air, he's, a, he's an NBA player. He knows this. Yeah. If you slightly yank someone's arm, you're going yeah. to fall to the ground. Yeah. He yanked his arm with his left hand down. And then he, not only that, he added on to it by swiping right with the ball to pretend like he's going for a block or a tie-up. Right. Wait, the refs are thinking, like, I was actually going for a tie-up. No, you weren't. You pulled down his arm, spun him, <laughs> and then swung the right hand. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you didn't have to pull down his arm. It takes a slight pull when you're in the air, and he's going to fall down like he did. Right. And I'm like, you can't lose Cruz again. Now he had a, I don't know if he hurt his wrist from that, but the whole game, he's, he wasn't using his right hand that often. Yeah, and, true indeed. Um, and he missed like some shots in the corner. I could tell like it missed a layup, he mm-hmm. missed a couple of jump shots. He was open. He took the shots, but like you could tell like it wasn't right with his right hand. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a dirty play. And um, yeah, I I thought Murphy did a good job in calling that and and ejecting him from the game. Yeah, you can't have somebody in the air defense. It's, it's, it's good. It's bad enough that it's a hard foul in the air, but it's yeah. a hard foul, and then yeah. you add on to the hard foul in the air, which he wasn't supposed mm-hmm. to do in the place. You should mm-hmm. get taught. You know better than that. You're an NBA player, you know, um, Grayson. So don't do that. So no, but he is who he is. This is Grayson Allen. You oh, yeah, know what I'm saying? High school that looks like an asshole, but actually is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's the look and the action. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> dude, he's, he's he's that way at Duke. He's the same way now. Like he is this person. You know what I'm saying? Like when I when he went to the Utah Jazz, I was like, this is a perfect fit. Oh yeah. When he went to Milwaukee, I was like, this is a perfect fit. Like you can see where he fit. If he goes to Indiana, I'm gonna be like, that's a perfect fit. You know, I know where that kind of dude fits at. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? He's been this kind of trash, you know, for a long time. And like somebody said, you know, friend of was like, she was like, Yeah, Tiger don't change his stripes. I was like, Yeah, but that I was like, Yeah, but that tiger went tiger. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, you know what I mean, I quote Chris Rock, like, that's what he did. This is yeah. what he does. This is not new. And I liked what Billy Donovan said about it. He was like, he got a history of this. Yeah. He was like, this is how he rolled. Like, y'all got to look into this and see it and, and do something about it, man. But honestly, 
All I thought about, Chris, was you know the one thing I harp on, and you know what it is. You know what I harp on. Goon status, brother. Goon status. Where's the goon? I need the goon, all right? You need to get a list of all the best goons in the NBA that you love over the years. Oh, that's all I need is just, I promise you, you get a goon on your team, He would you put him in the game. Let next game come around when they play Milwaukee. I don't know how the signings are going to go for the Bulls, but I hope they pull up somebody, you know, with six fouls in the jump shot, Paul Millsap. <laughs> I hope they get, you know, just a goon out there that'll go out there, you know, when as soon as they see Grayson Allen checking the game, yo, Paul, <laughs> yo, come here, bro. You know what I mean? Get in the game, man. You I can't miss, you I, can't have that. I miss Oakley and uh, Mahorn. Mahorn yeah. and <laughs> That's what I'm saying, right, dude? You know, Caruso is, has shown how invaluable he is to this team. Yes. We can't lose him. He is incredibly invaluable uh, to the Bulls, man. And Milwaukee has definitely been, you know, leaning into it. Because if you go to the check their Twitter account, the first thing that got up there is a picture of Grayson Allen just eating the donut. <laughs> it's just there eating the donut. That's the brand. You know, market. just, yeah, just like, yeah, okay. So they're leaning into it. So yeah. I like this. I like that they leaning in. You know what I'm saying? But it you can only lean in when you got a goon. We ain't got the goon. We got to go get the goon. That's all I'm are saying. The, are the Bulls in Milwaukee? I, I like about being, uh, what I like about the Bulls being good is that I think we're starting to see new rivalries in the NBA. Giannis, it's a good though. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, it's yeah. not going anywhere. If the Bulls stay good. This is a rivalry. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Bulls stay good. This is a, a new rivalry. One. Years mm-hmm. ago, it was just like, oh, Mike's going to beat you know Cassell and then yeah, Allen yeah, yeah. Terrible. I like your 50 yeah. wins, Milwaukee. That's that's cute. Yeah, hate, hate it's adorable. Game. Right, <laughs> take these hot L's, you know what I'm saying? Right here, and just like Milwaukee was when Jordan first started, you yeah. know, Milwaukee was like, Yeah, okay, you got best player in the league, okay, yeah, but you got Granville Waiters on your squad. We're yeah. gonna, we gonna, we gonna get this sweet, you know what I'm saying? And y'all go go home, so yeah, it's what it is, man. But all right, uh, but speaking of goons, let's bring in our sixth man, uh, our guy. When it you know, when it comes to uh, paying his debts, his word is kind of trash. But when it comes wow. to love, when it comes to love, his word is bond. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time on Ball on Bulls, may I, I am proud to present to you, ladies and gentlemen, the newly engaged and fully in love, that man, D. Jackson. How are you, sir? This Hold on. I'm a goon? Okay. And this is, <laughs> this is, this is, this is my first time? Oh, yeah. first time this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, my first, since your first... announcement, it's it's announced. You've oh, made first it out there since, since I've been engaged. Yes, that's what been engaged. Like, what are you hearing? Like, it's like uh, after D hears some negative, but he shuts everything else down. You know what I'm saying? He just shuts everything else down. Forget all the nice things. Let's go deal with that. You know, hey, let's talk. I'm a goon, son. Is that something a goon would say? What you mean I'm a goon, son? What you talking about? You know what I mean? Come on, man. No, I wasn't calling you a goon. It was a joke, D. I know you're not a goon. I could take that, man. Yeah, good, man. I'm glad, brother. Uh, Just just like I could take you. I'm sure you can. You know what I'm saying? But maybe not in the horse, but I'm sure you can. Uh, (laughs) But D, man, first of all, for real, though, congratulations to you, brother. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate it. Uh, Appreciate it, man. That's a good, good look for you, bro. Good look for you. Yeah, man. Had to do it, man. Right on, man. Um, you, you were at the uh Bulls game, uh, the Cleveland, they played the Cleveland Cavaliers, so you kind of got a chance to see them up close. Right. Uh, I believe that was your first time seeing them up close this season. Uh, 
what was your takeaway from that game? Because it was a great game. Uh, Bulls coming away with that win. Uh, a lot of people expected them to lose, including myself. Uh, but what was your takeaway from watching uh, that Bulls team get that victory? You know what? That particular game, man, I was actually impressed with the poise, man, and the defense down the stretch, the rotations and all that stuff, man, especially from people that don't normally do it. You know, like Kobe White had a big steal, you know, um, towards the end and things like that. So, no, nah, I was super, super duper impressed with that, man. And um, everybody kind of like embracing their role. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody was, Io was getting busy. Kobe was getting busy. When it got close at the end, when it was money time, everybody knew, give it to DeMar and kind of give him some space and everything. So kind of, you know, learning our roles, man, and, and, and playing some disciplined ball. But, you know, it wasn't a perfect game, but I, I was still impressed, man. But at the end of the day, man, when you, when you got some key key players out, man, it's, it's going to be up and down. You know what I'm saying? So this, this is the season, man, where I, um, I was talking to my father, you know, everybody, I forgot who said it. It's like, you are what your records say you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think any team in the NBA is what they record said it is this year. Oh, wow. Because every team had the equivalent of a major injury, whether it's people getting hurt or whether it's COVID protocol. So everybody had like everybody missing significant time and different pieces going. So yeah, I don't think, you know, maybe we better, maybe we worse than what I record. Maybe we call some teams, when they when they wasn't at full strength, and I know they caught us when we wasn't at full, we not at full strength. But that's the beauty of the game, too, man. So I'm I'm still I'm still happy at this point, even though we we've been sliding. You know what I mean? Hmm. What do you mean by slide? Like just you think the Bulls have just kind of been getting away uh, with some? With some no, I, I mean sliding down. You know, we, oh, we like on the negative, like going. Yeah, down. we we we, okay. we lost four out of five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like their first like real losing streak I think of the season. It's honestly for me. D, it's the losing streak. People thought that was going to happen in November. Yeah. And the fact that, okay, it's going through now, I'm. it doesn't bother me as much because, like I said, early on dub to, uh, early on the show to dub, you, I see the logic in to, as to why they're losing. Like, it's not like I can't point to something uh, fixable and say, well, this is why. This is the case. Well, this guy was out. I know this dude would help. Okay, I know this injury. Like, even the Milwaukee game, I'm like, man, that's different if Zach Levine is there. So whole Zach different monster if, if Zach is in the game, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I can literally just point to stuff like that and not just say we need to shoot better, we need to play defense better, you know, we need to do I don't I don't have to say that yet. I'm sure that will come because teams are just good like that. Mm-hmm. But and but as of right now, I can just literally say, Well, this player is out, and I know what this player would bring. And so this might look a little bit different uh for these Chicago Bulls, you know what I mean? But here, here's what scares me though. Okay, so we, we were just in first place. Um, we're literally four games out of a play-in game. The East is that tight, man. The the parity is that is that real. You know what I'm saying? We can't we can't afford to do another one of these right now. Well, and, and every other team is balling, kind of, you know what I'm saying? Because we'll we'll be in that that seven, eight, nine, ten. If we go on another, we lose four out of five again. We'll mm-hmm. we'll drop quick, man, because uh we only what well, we a game over uh, the heat. You know, uh, half game, half well, game percentage over points, heat. like percentage points over the heat, kind of right, literally. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually, because yeah, we they won more and lost more, though. Yeah, so we're yeah. percentage points. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Milwaukee, similar situation. So, we we literally and we we lose another three out of four, or something like that. We'll be looking at that six seven, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? 
But the, that, that kind of goes for all the teams. He spoke about that's the, true. COVID injuries. I see this like a wash, right? As, as far as like the record is who you are, because it's all relative, right? You're all, it's, it's, it's all the teams have COVID issues and injuries. It's kind of like maybe how it would have turned out anyway, you know? Um, yeah. You know, of course, if Brooklyn was healthy, you know, the record would be. But uh, I'm not worried about I'm looking at seven to 10 right now Charlotte, Toronto, Washington, Boston. I told Dave for some reason I think the Boston is going to win more games <laughs> this year. But I'm not worried about them team as much. As much. I'm not afraid of Charlotte. Um, Philadelphia, of course, has come on strong. It's mm-hmm. it, a surprise. It's a surprise team at all. So, yeah, Cleveland is too. Uh, but think about this, though, looking at the East right now. You know, in recent history, we have like the six, seven, eight seed that make the playoffs below 500 teams mm-hmm. in the East. You know what I mean? And you look at them now, man, the parody is crazy. You know, yeah. you got Charlotte as a play in game. They six games over right now. Mm-hmm. We ain't even made it to um, all star yet. They six game over and they don't even have a guaranteed playoff spot. You know what I'm saying? So like that, I hear what you're saying, Dub. And it does go for every team, just like the Bulls can lose another three out of four, four out of five, but so can Charlotte. So can, you know, things like that too. But, um, you know, we, we're, we're missing a should be all-star starting guard, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, that's huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And we, we, we're pretty deep at guard, man, but, but still, you know, but I'm still, I'm, I'm satisfied, you know what I'm saying? But that's, that's just a, a, a a little bit concerned, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying it'll happen. If you look, I think we got Orlando, we got like Toronto and like somebody else coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we should whoop on some dudes. They should. And that's that's what I was looking because you was like, if, if they lose the next three out of four, it's trouble. I think they should win at least the next three out of four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. I said of, of the teams that they play with the way they've been doing. Um, And I think that's the fun part for me this season, D, is to have mm-hmm. these kind of discussions right here. Like, mm-hmm. oh man, you know what I mean? Like we got to, get this or we're going to fall you know it's not like oh we got to get this or you know we'll lose seating we'll lose a potential in the draft you know what i'm saying like we're like right oh man i'm i would you know i want to be on top three team you know yeah. in the East. That's, that's attainable now to us like we can look at that and say that's an attainable thing isn't it oh yeah oh yeah it felt good man i was watching um uh nba tv somebody man i forgot his name but they they put down six teams who have the real possibility of winning the championship and we were in that six. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, we ain't heard that since D Rose was here. Yeah. <laughs> That's real. Yeah. Like That's for real. real. We we in the six, man. But just like you said, man, we we won bad week away from from not hosting the first round playoff game series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And there's but a lot I, of time left too. Like I honestly, yeah. I, don't, I wish I could think like that, but I but I can't. It's hard for me because <laughs> because I'm like, yeah, like, but I'm looking at the East in general and I don't see um, anybody running away. Like nobody's running away with anything. Like we're all kind of just bunched up together. I'm, I'm, it'll separate when the when we start playing within the conference for sure. You know, you'll you'll start to see that separation there. But it's just that I don't see any of these teams being like I'm worried about them or scared of them. They're probably one or two that I'm just like, oh yeah, that's that's an issue. You know, I talked about earlier uh, with Chris when we were talking about Milwaukee. And how I felt that was really important to look as good as they did in that showing because mm-hmm. I was borrowing from the Batman Superman. I was like, they basically made God bleed. You know, like that's really what that was. Like, that's what you come away with in that. You like, you can hang with these dudes. You know what I mean? Like you you got a shot to be on 
on their level, at least hanging with them. If I'm like, I can hang with Milwaukee, losing three out of four doesn't really cross my mind. You know what I'm saying? And, and think of it in that way, you know? True, true. Yeah, we, we could definitely hang. You know, it depends. See, I'm the type of dude, and y'all know this, man. I, I really, really don't like symbolic victories. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to everything. But that's valid, too. The only reason I say that's valid, and I kind of agree with you, too, because we missing two main pieces. You know what I'm saying? Two of our top four players. Two of your starters, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we so we missing two main pieces. If any one of them was there yesterday, we pulled that game out. We lost by yeah. four. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Couple couple dumb mistakes down the stretch, but yeah. Eh. And I heard y'all uh, talking about Gr- Grayson Allen too. We need to get some yeah. goals on him. Yeah, thank you. I wanted to get into Grayson Allen with you, sir. Um, I got a cousin. I, I, I definitely want to hear your opinion on, on Grayson Allen. I definitely would love to hear your opinion. Uh, yeah, that, that was in Milwaukee yesterday when they come here. I got a cousin on 79. He, he handled that real good. No, but like like y'all saying, Billy Donovan's eight. <laughs> But he got a he got a reputation, man. He's been doing this since Duke, probably before yeah. Duke. He's yeah. probably doing it at the rec center <laughs> and, and, right. gra- and grammar school, man. He's just a dirty player, man. You know, and, yeah, and honestly, he he get away with it for obvious reasons, you know what I'm saying? But a, a lot of other people would have would have been out the league, probably. They would have had that reputation stick to him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And this guy is getting the benefit of the doubt, you know what I'm saying? But like, no, he though he pretty much like grabbed him and then swung on him mm. it's kind of like yo he swung on him it's like that's that's yeah it's unacceptable man yeah. so we we need to um take some baseball rules next game we get hit. <laughs> you know how like you know you're getting hit by a pitch next time <laughs> today's point who is the guy that's going to do that oh man we got we got some some 10-day contract man we, 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 man <laughs> going go to the end of that bench man Earn that, earn that, earn that 30, 30, what, 300 grand a year or whatever. Man. <laughs> See, it, I don't, I don't want that, uh, uh, D. I want the enforcer. You know what I'm saying? I want the goon dude. I want the dude who I know is the surefire goon. Cause a surefire goon knows exactly how far he can really go. Like if somebody is just right. not used to doing it, they don't know how far they can go. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Great example is when dude, when LeBron cut dude, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like cut my man in Detroit. Oh, you know what Isaiah, I'm saying? Wasn't it Isaiah something? Yeah, that hey brother, you know what I'm saying? Like that brother lost it. Okay, he lost it. He was out of there, <laughs> man. You know, he was donezo. You know what I mean? So I, I would like a a, a veteran. I like veterans in that kind of role. Like young young goons, you know what I'm saying? Are just learning. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, like yeah. my man in Detroit. He's just learning certain levels he can go to. Ron Artest is another example of that. You know what I'm saying? When he yeah. was younger, it was it was Goon City. You know what I'm saying? It was Goon Tastic. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I want a guy like Paul Millsap. You know what I'm saying? I want somebody like that who I'm like, okay, I know you the vet. You know what it is. Like certain things won't happen on the floor if you're there. When I'll, I'll make this now and this, and then I'm I'm done with it, Chris. When I saw Tony Bradley get carried off the floor <laughs> by Steven Adams, when I saw that, like he like he tried to get in the club through the back door. You know nah. what I'm come with <laughs> you know me. No, brother. No, you ain't got no ID. You can't come this way. You know what I'm saying? Like when he got carried off like that, I said to myself, we need a goon immediately. I was like, that doesn't happen when you got an enforcer out there. Steven Adams is their enforcer. That's their goon. You know what I'm saying? He's that one. He's their goon. 
they're, they're, nothing gets really broken up if he goes out the game, but he's important because he's the enforcer. You know what I'm saying? He's the strength guy, all that comes in off the bench. That's what I want Paul Millsap for. He's, he's respected. He's tough like that. And he ain't going to put up with that. You know what I'm saying? And, and he got 6,000 a jump shot for you. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, that's, that's how I want it. I think Tristan Thompson would have would have done something. He's very cheap. And also, Dwight Howard would touch you up anytime. He'll touch you up. That's Dwight true. Howard, out of all the Bill Sapp, Tristan Thompson, and Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, out of those three, would touch you up. Yeah, yeah. Out of those three, like, if I had my choice, I remember in the beginning of the season, I said Dwight Howard would fit perfect here. And I agree with Tristan, too. Uh, Millsap, I agree. He would fit in, too. But the only reason I wouldn't go after him right now is because – Atlanta and John Collins both said that they want to separate. Mm. We got enough peace. If we get John Collins without giving up our core, we are on par with Brooklyn. Mm. With a, as, a, as a healthy team, we get John Collins. Bro, this is our starting lineup. Okay, man. so, so we got Lonzo, yeah. Zach, DeMar, John, and Vooch. And then we still, like, we probably have to give up Kobe and maybe Patrick. But we still got Io. We still got Caruso. You know what I'm saying? We still got Jones. Cook. You know, I I say if we got a chance to put put a package together for that, let's strike out on that before we take a consolation prize. So mm. that's a new topic, right, Dave? That's like sure. uh, the trade. Do we need another guy, a twenty million dollar guy on the team to win the championship? And who is it? And who do we give up to get it? Yeah, who moves that needle for that? Right. Yeah. Right. To win a championship, I do think we need another $20 million guy. Mm. Chris is right. No, you're right, Chris, because you've said this before, uh, how the Bulls and, and you read their salaries and where they are as opposed to the teams that are, you know, for sure in that running for a championship. And they're about 20 million behind on, on those teams. And, and I completely agree with you. You're right. Like they, they're going to have to step that up uh, as far as what they want to gain and what they want to get. I don't know, G, D, for me, I don't know if John Collins moves that needle for me. You know, I ain't saying he ain't dope because he mm. is, but I don't know if he moves that needle for me. Where I'm just like, oh yeah, dude, let's 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 go. Like we we official now, championship status. It went enough to say I want I want to give up on Patrick Williams. I'll say that enough okay. to be like I want to give up on him. Okay, so what won't you give up? Like, there's a package. It sounds like that's too much for John Collins. I mean, but you would accept him if we can get him, right? As long as we yeah, have to give absolutely. up. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. what won't you give up for him? Just Patrick. Like that's it. Like what? What else you? What else you got to offer me? You know what I'm saying? Outside of that, like, but but he's the one that everybody wants. That's the thing. Like that's what's holding up the uh, the Jeremy Grant trade because they're still trying to get Patrick Williams. You know what I'm saying? Out of that, I saw what the Lakers were trying to offer him, and it, you know it was some loose squares and some hot sauce. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was like it was Kendrick Nunn, it was Taylor Horton Tucker, and a couple of first round picks. You know what I mean? That's nothing. You know what I mean? Like so they're waiting. Lakers was offering us THT and Kendrick. No, Nunn? Detroit. That's what they were offering Detroit. Oh, oh, for Jeremy Grant. For Jeremy Grant. Yeah. I was like, son, for Pat Williams, man, I might. You would do this? THT is a okay. bucket. D, stop. There's no way I'm no. giving <laughs> Patrick Williams for Taylor and Tucker and Kendrick Nunn. No. Bro. And, a, and a draft pick. And two, a draft pick. Two, two first round picks from the Lakers. Two, two first round picks, Kendrick Nunn and THT. Yeah. You doing pull, that? I will pull that Detroit, trigger. That's a terrible decision. Dude, they want, Detroit wants young people, man. They want to actually be good in the future. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Taylor, like neither one of them are doing anything for me to this year to be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna give up my number four pick. That <laughs> you know, what I'm saying that 
has showcased that he could be that dude. Like I don't, I can't do that. Yeah, I mean, he. I don't think he really stamped that he that dude. Yeah, yo. But I know what you're saying. He showed that he got potential. Showed, right, correct. Yeah, correct. but but he we don't know. He he we could fizzle out. That's what sucks. Like even right. his timeline's been messed up because of injury. You know, yeah. Kobe, Kobe yeah. White. I was telling Dave earlier, D, like Kobe White. Kobe White they missed time early on in his career, and then he get injured. He may be on. We may be talking about him as like that dude. It may be no question. Like okay, Kobe White has advanced to the point where like he could be that guy. You know. Right now, we kind of see that because it's like the, the damn timetable has been shifted because of injuries. But um, I'll listen to, uh, I think, the Bulls podcast. It's talking about Jeremy Grant. And um, and they were kind of down. I think it was Kendall Gill and um, I got the other two people. They were kind of down on Jeremy Grant because Jeremy Grant wants a lot of money. You know, he was like $20 million a year. I think he must be the guy or whatnot. But I'll take Jeremy Grant. But it's like, who who do we get? We have to give us. We don't have like a lot of people making hot salaries that we're giving up. We have to go with somebody, and it's going to be Kobe White or Patrick Williams. It's got to be those two if you want a guy like Jeremy Grant. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you know, you know, the front office has done some magic, but I don't know if they could they could pull this off. I don't think we have the assets unless we get a third team involved somehow. I don't know how we get the assets to um to get in another twenty twenty million dollar player unless you say goodbye to like Kobe and like <laughs> you know yeah. Well, Atlanta, I don't think Atlanta give us Collins because. They would say, but are you about trading Collins, right? Yeah, they they both been vocal saying they'll separate. And you know, compete against him to eat. So I don't know. Yeah, but if if this is his last year on his contract, right? Oh, okay, his last year. Okay. Yeah, he's he, if he's telling you, y'all, uh, I'm not no. saying. He just. I'm about to say. I thought I remember him just yeah. signing a contract. Um, Did he? Okay. A big contract. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, he's. Ooh, uh, he's not a free agent until 2026. Yeah, uh, four, four more years. But, so yeah, and he's making twenty three mil a year, mm. and it just increases as it goes. Uh, he'll he'll get up to twenty six by the time they hit twenty five. Uh, so yeah, like that too. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, true. Am I giving him that? You know what I'm saying? For I, I, that doesn't move that needle. He does. He just doesn't move the needle for me. To, and to as move far it. as like championship, I ain't saying he ain't good because he is. That dude is a beast. You know what I'm saying? But for me to just give up on Patrick and give this man 23 mil like that. Plus his injury history as well, too. Um, okay, I got a question. I don't know. Would you... Um, so, you know, Phoenix chose not to pay DeAndre Ayton in it yeah. early. Yeah. But he's a free agent this summer. Yes. Would you throw the bag at him? Mm. That would... That, I think that would solidify the Bulls for a long time. He's only... Or, yeah. Yeah, for a long it time. Was, he's he's 22, it was, 23. It was, it was sure it up for sure. Yeah. And then um I mean Vooch could play outside. I don't know if he can play four. I don't, like, I don't think you're gonna be able to afford both of them though. I don't think that's good. Like it might have to be a signing trade or something, man. You know what I mean? Like because Vooch, Vooch is making some money, bro. Well, assuming Patrick Williams is gonna be what you think he is, I think we're okay with letting Vooch go if we got DeAndre Aiden. No, I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not saying I'm not okay with you know letting Vooch yeah. go in this. I'm saying I'm just talking about the money wise of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know if it would work for that reason. But no, I, yeah. If you tell me I get DeAndre, Aiden, yeah, Vooch, hey, hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so you're higher on Aiden than Vooch. Is that long term thinking, Dave, or short term thinking? I don't think I'm higher on Aiden than Vooch. I just think Aiden is a little better. Really? Uh, and knowing that. No, because I know where Vooch is on his way to. You know what I'm saying? 
like you said, the trajectory mm-hmm. of what it is. Like, I know that it's kind of on its way down there. You know what I'm saying? Eight think years- about it, though. I'm sorry, dude. but like, think about it. We got a squad full of perimeter killers. Yeah. We need a traditional somebody we can throw it in. And Vooch show flashes where he get back to the basket. Paint. Oh, he could definitely do that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But DeAndre going to live down there. This is true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because obviously, I think Vooch is a better player. Well, I guess you could argue, you know, because defense-wise that Aiden is equal or whatever. But Vooch is a good player, right? I guess, yeah, we'll be, I guess what we're saying is that two years from now, you kind of want Aiden in his prime versus Vooch. Correct. Right. Correct. Because uh, I would say he has about maybe two, maybe three left. You know what I mean? As far as Vooch is concerned. Um, just hit 30, 30 this year. So, yeah, he'll be about 33 where I'm like, okay, what's well, time? And in three years, if I got Aiden, Ooh, right. you know what I'm saying? I'm like, and I still got Zach, you know, and and I believe that would be the maybe the final year of uh, DeMar's contract. And you still got Zoe and you still got Io. I still got Patrick. And that's a team, bro. Like, that's, that's a team. squad. Yeah. That's a squad, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pull that trigger. Um, Let me ask you about Vooch, though, D, because we kind of talked about him earlier. Uh, He's been very polarizing as far as uh, his plays among Bulls fans. Uh, Seeing him up close and just seeing how he's been playing, like, what is your assessment of him? Are you okay with how he's kind of playing? Or you're like, no, this dude, you know, we got to find another way. Nah, I mean, I'm not at find another way. I'm, I'm okay with it. Do I think he can do more? Yeah. Do I think he can be more consistent? Yeah. Um, but I would say overall, I'm pleased, you know, especially, um, as of late, even though like he, eh, well, actually he has sprinkled some bad games in this losing streak, but, um, but he, he's actually stepped it up because, um, you know, I would say the past month and a half, he had a a slow, maybe three weeks in the beginning of the season and everything, but he stepped it up, but there's, there's much more he can do, man. Like sometimes I feel like he run to that top of the key, you know what I'm saying? When, when he could, he could be more aggressive in the paint or, boxing out and things like that and uh i think he just he settled for that 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 straight on three a lot you know but um i'm pleased you know i I gotta assume that he's doing what billy donovan want him to do Mm. you know you know what i mean but i'm i'm not like i'm not ready to like you know sell him like get rid of him you know what i'm saying unless something like we just talked about comes available but okay you know he could he could do more but um he ain't the reason, like, if we not – well, let me take that back. You know, it's possible. <laughs> so, okay. so, so, Lee, is, is Vooch not being being more aggressive in the, in the post? Is that him or Billy Donovan? You know what? It could be, like, the offense they're running. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, but you've seen players in the past um, on a team that, that would play the post more, though, under Billy, Billy Donovan. But I think we just playing to his strong points. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, Vooch got a sweet jump shot. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you got to use that. You know, what's the point of having a player who can step out and not use it? He can pull some of the bigs out and, and we can – you know, the problem is we got Vooch in there with four guards. You know, that's when Patrick Williams would probably control the boards, Vooch pulling pulling some of the bigs out. You know what I'm saying? But I think it's, it's more like – it's more of him and the coaching. Like, you got to play to his strength. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we had Shaq down there, I don't, I don't think we'd be running the same offense, you know, having him on the top of the key, you know, letting, letting that mug ride. But And also, <laughs> also to your point, him being top of the key, is that like with Boosh's top of the key, we have another rebounder to rebound his misses? Right. We usually never with four guards. 
that he's the only one that's rebounding anything that goes up. So if he's not in the paint to rebound, that ball is going to be, you know, taken off the rim if he misses the shot, if he's not hot, and then the other team is on the side. So I think we all talked about having, you know, a real true power for it to solidify that because Vooch cannot be the only guy getting an offensive boards on this team. And first yeah. shot, he's out there. Mm. He misses, the other team is getting the ball. That's true. That's a good point. And I think, and this is the other person I wanted to talk about because I think he's uh, kind of showing his importance with that, and that's Tyler Cook. Um, I think he's kind of showing his importance to this team as far as bringing that, uh, as far as the rebounding, the intensity, uh, the defense, and being able to run the floor. For me, and I said this to you, he's like a mini, he's like playing the Daniel Gafford role. That's really I knew, what he's, gonna say, I knew he's gonna say that. That's really what he's doing, though. Like, yeah, yeah. Like blocking shots, playing solid defense, running the floor, and dunking. And, and you know what I mean? Like, okay, great. And getting rebounds. Like, yeah. And, and that's kind of what they need uh, right now. Like, he is incredibly helpful, especially at that power forward position. Because uh, nothing gets Javante Green, because he's been amazing. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? At the, at the four. But at some point in time, 6'4 is going to show up to be 6'4. You know what I'm saying? It's just what it is. Unless you Charles Barkley. Unless you Charles Barkley, correct. Unless yeah. you're one of the greatest uh, top 75 players to ever play the game. Yes, unless right. you're that. It's going to show up like that. Um, but Javante's been awesome. And if he comes back and puts him in the starting lineup, I, I ain't mad at that at all. But right. as far as what Tyler Cook uh, and his importance is, um, it's been really, it, I think it's really magnified, especially with that Bucks game, as far as who should be that guy going forward. It, shouldn't it be like that? Uh, Chris, I'll ask you that. Yeah, one of the things um, when you see Vooch gets hurt on defense is that when he has to, <clears throat> he drops, they depend on drop that when he drops that drop defense. You know, Phoenix is successful when you have, you know, a power forward and a center who could really guard the, the ball hand off the screen. Yeah. Right? We suck at that because Vooch is like not that guy. Mm-hmm. Right? Cook comes in the game, he's laterally as quick, not as quick, but he can stick with Gian- Giannis. Mm. Like, like his athleticism and lateral quickness, you know, you know, left to right, and his explosiveness is like such an advantage on defense and offense. So you see his impact right away. You see that guys can get open jump shots on screens as quickly. You see guys can't get those swing pass because he's already at the basket taking a charge. You know, so yeah, I like him a lot. I love guys who are athletic and use it, know how to use his athleticism. Like mm-hmm. you said, Dave, when he has a dunk, he's dunking it. He's not, I'm going to lay it in. I'm so, no, he's like, yeah, I'm dunking. I'm yelling. Like, there's yeah. no doubt this ball is yeah. going in the basket. Like, this is how I'm going to earn my check. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his nimbleness on defense, man, is wonderful. Uh, we saw the first guy with the Bulls, uh, we saw him show some offensive uh, talent. You know, the hook shots he was shooting came in the game. Like, I got this. I know he's not being asked to do that with the Bulls, but hopefully if he gets more time, he's on a roster. He could show more what he could do offensively. Because I think he he could score offensively. I think yeah. he showed that a little bit. Go ahead, D. Yeah. Now, so one of the things that stick out with, with him, um, his ability to guard the pick and roll, man, it's, it's mm. crazy. Like, he can show and recover, or he can show and stay with the, the small forward, the guard, and things like that, man. I think um, at his ceiling, man, he's a DeAndre Jordan, which is good in my eyes. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, that's, that's his ceiling right there and um it's just we got to figure out how to yeah get him more minutes you know what i'm saying i wish, I wish he was a more for, we don't have a ferocious rebounder i think that's what kind of what you mm-hmm. want to see you want to see somebody like he got that board that take pride in rebounding yeah, take pride in it. we have one i don't say but you know he's falling on the 
tripping over his own feet and falling down the ground. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. um, but um, but um, he took his not that, and I kind of, I kind of wish he was. <laughs> but you know, it was not didn't rob him. But anything yeah. you said, like you said, it better than I did. Just just guarding the guards on pick and roll, and then if they hang with them, you know, especially Milwaukee, like he saw Giannis turn the corner, and he's like, I'm there. Right. <laughs> plan B and plan C. You know, so uh good revelation for the Bulls to have on the roster. Man, I just I want to see somebody like I wish he was like a more ferocious rebounder. It's like yeah, I know, I know he's hanging around the offensive boards, you know what I'm saying? No, I get what you mean, but uh, he could definitely rebound though. Yeah, I, I get yeah. I get what you're saying though. I get what you mean. You know what I'm saying? Like this is mine, like nobody else's. I'm in there, you know, we causing havoc, like you said about Alize. Like that dude wanted rebounds, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's what he wanted to do. But I like the fact Tyler Cook, you know, he had those um seven rebounds that he had, but he had it, he, he was getting it done in foul trouble, you know what I mean? Having those five fouls that he had, and a lot of them were just you know Giannis calls, you know what I'm saying? Because Giannis is that dude, you know, which is interesting because I never saw Shaq get those, you know what I mean? But Giannis gets those, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I find yeah. that very right. interesting. Um, but yeah, but Tyler Cook, man, he's earned himself like the next game i'm like yeah start him you know what i mean like i don't see what he did to say i shouldn't you know be that dude or you should go back to alfonso mckinney you know what i'm saying uh over me you know what i mean but, but right but right now they starting kobe io and demar like they small then they start yeah. all all them last game all, all going forward yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is yeah so yeah him being in there you have to have, yeah that's a great point d like him being in there you have to have that more size and more Mm. Uh, girth, I guess you know what I'm saying for the little pump and thump. Pause. I can't say uh, girth, brother. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <Dang>, bro. Hey. <laughs> like one, like I said, meaty. <laughs> Double pause. <laughs> All right. Um, what's and I asked Chris this earlier, D, but what's been because there are several of them, but what's been the most important, impressive thing for you watching Kobe White? game uh this season has it been you know the floater he's trying to develop uh the way the offense has slowed down has it been his defense like what what has it been for you that's been the most impressive I think the uh well I spoke about the defense earlier because that just wasn't his thing at first you know but like I think you hit it on the head it do look like the it, it looks like everything slowed down for him he looks so much controlled out there you know what I'm saying he he can I've I seen him and the Cleveland game, like dribbling to like a double team, but then like not pick up the dribble, but just turn back around and keep his dribble alive and everything. And then just pass it off, go to his spot, hit the three. You know what I'm saying? He just patient, man, and just like letting the game come to him. And yeah, man, it shows, man. He It shows he put in the work, man. Mm. And I know when he first came back, man, he, he, it was a struggle. But you know, I think the first couple of games, he didn't even yeah. put the ball in the basket. Missing and everything layups. yeah yeah missing layups and everything man but he looked like what everybody thought he was going to be a few years ago when he drafted when he, when he got drafted mm-hmm. you know and to to dub's point too if he, if he would have never got hurt we might be talking about kobe vote him for the all-star game mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. i can easily see like with the minutes that he's getting and the production he got right now i could see him on a team where he's a focal point top two uh, three focal points i could see him giving you 20 and six mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He he gifted score, man. For gifted. real. Yeah, incredible. He's he's gonna I still think he's gonna have that game uh this season where he dropped like where he's just on fire. 
Mm-hmm. He walks away with like 30 plus. I, I really think that game is coming, Chris. Great point. He hasn't had that yet, right? Yeah. He's won games. Uh, well, I'm going to give Kobe credit too for this. His defense on fast breaks, I love watching him on fast breaks. He tips the ball all the time. Like you can't play with the ball with him on fast breaks. He looks mm-hmm. like he's flopping around out there, but he's very good anticipating the pass or fast break. So mm-hmm. the thing, I little nugget I like to I like to watch, I like to throw out there is that I love, I appreciate what he does on the fast break defense when he's like two on one. <laughs> he's like, what do I do? He seems to always find sometimes most of the time, you know, somehow knocks the ball away or makes a good gets him a good spot and disrupt those fast breaks. I think he's very good at that little thing. Right? He played the passing lanes real good too. Yes, he, yes, he does. Yeah. Like he, yeah, yeah, it's like fast break happened with two on one. Kobe knocked the ball away cleanly. Just like oh mm-hmm. And his help defense is so much better as well. Yeah. Like, like even at, in a half-court set, like his back could be turned, but he like saw, and he played a passing lanes. Like he got a key steal in that Cleveland game down the stretch doing that. Yeah. I think Io was helping him out with that too. That was the, that was my next question. Because my, my nickname for, for them is as a combo is fire and ice. Because you see <laughs> yeah. Kobe is basically the fire, and you know Io is, is ice. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's what it is. Um. Same question, though, to you about Io, though, D. What's been the most impressive thing about uh, Io for you? For me, it's his shooting, his three-point shooting. Mm. I, I came in with the understanding, like, this dude is about to be a defensive stopper. Mm. He's going to, you know, help control tempo, and we're going to use him in spurts. Nah, man. This dude is, like, he's definitely first-round talent that we got in the second round. Like, he might be top 15 talent that slipped. You know what I'm saying? This dude is super impressive, man. I did not know he can shoot the, like, dependable open three. That corner three, like, when he's open, like, you know what I'm saying? We I, we can depend on that. You know what I'm saying? And can't even say enough about his defense. I mean, I think we all knew that was going to be there and everything. But, like, I'm impressed with his shooting, me personally. Mm. It's been mm. impressive, man. Like, for me <sighs> – it's the and I told Chris this D. It's the fact that I don't flinch. I didn't flinch when Lonzo Ball went down, because I immediately yeah. was like, "Oh yeah, Io's there." You know, like, "Oh yeah, we good." You know, and mm-hmm. I was telling him like, "I just I'm excited to watch him actually go up against the best." Like, I'm excited to watch him go up against Ja. I was very excited to watch him go against Drew Holiday because that's kind of who, who I think he, you know, his game kind of mimics in my opinion. Mm. It's, it's kind of like a Drew Holiday, um, but. I just it's just the fact that he's a rookie man and I feel this way about this too you know what I'm saying like I don't even question this I'm like oh yeah yeah oh I hope so. all right we good like I don't even put in my head like oh man we gotta watch and make sure you know he got to do this and do that it's just par for the course of me now I'm like nope I hope there we good all right move on let's talk about Vooch you know what I'm saying let's talk about Tyler Cook let's do that and I think that's the most impressive thing is he removes that worry because I always say great great part guards remove thinking but they also remove worry Right, you know but he, but he do look like Chopper from making a band. Stop it! But <laughs> I was gonna say Saba, but but you know what I'm saying? Chopper worked too. That <laughs> worked. And, and shout out to Chopper. I'm ready for that new album. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris, please. Yeah, quick, real, real quick, Dion, Io. Um, what do you? What are the differences you see between him and Lonzo Ball as a point guard? Mm. Uh, man, Io Motor just never stops. Man, this dude is, is super intense like all the time, you know what I'm saying? Lonzo is more of the work smarter and Io is more of the work harder, you know, type. And both of them, both of them right. You know what I'm saying? There's no wrong. I'm never mad at anybody who want to work hard and I'm never mad at anybody who want to work smarter. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's, that's the biggest difference. You know what I'm saying? But like, um, 
Lonzo, man, he controlled the tempo too, just like Io. And Lonzo shooting that thing, just like Io. You know, so they both similar. I, Lonzo got about three, four inches on him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's different. They do the same thing, but they do it differently. You know what no I'm saying? Pause, I, no pause on that. Like, okay, all right, go ahead. Yeah. What I say? About three or four inches. All right. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness, man. No pause. pause on that. You all sure? Right. Man, like, pause. Just saying, like, I'm going by his, these are his standards. These are his standards. I don't live by like, these rules. These are pause, his standards. <laughs> go ahead, D. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, but that's it, man. They they do the same thing, but they do it differently. You know what I mean? Like Lonzo going to control the pace. Like he's going to pace himself, but he can get out on a fast break. And, you know, Io is going to control the tempo and everything, but he is just, like I said, he's just on it. You know, like I said, both of them shooting, both of them defending yeah. and everything. Great compliments to each other, actually, because it's like, we're going to get the same thing once one of them sit down and everything, but it's just going to, we're going to keep the defense on their toes. So mm-hmm. I like them two pairing up, man. And eventually those are going to be the two that the Bulls move forward with if they can't keep everybody. True. I think those, those are two that the Bulls are going to choose as far as like mm-hmm. point guards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it also helps uh, make, it's going to make your bench that much better. You know, when Lonzo gets back, mm-hmm. those guys getting that time and that experience, you know what I'm saying? In yep. those games, uh, it's, it's going to be that much better uh, for them. Uh, D, are you, surprised at how invaluable Alex Caruso uh, has been to the Chicago Bulls team? No, because um, we spoke about at the beginning of the season, what he's going to bring. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this, this little losing streak right now, I know he came back the last couple of games, Mm -hmm. but this losing streak, man, show how much that he's missed and everything, man, like him, his defensive intensity, man, his control and the tempo and all that stuff is just contagious, man. You know what I'm saying? They play better team defense when this dude is out there, man. It's just it's just the intensity. And, and low-key, even though he don't act like an enforcer or a goon, he kind of like a goon and everything, oh, yeah. too. No question. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just he's invaluable. That's the problem. That's why he can't be the goon because right. he's invaluable. I can't lose him. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. We can't we can't lose <laughs> one, of, one of our important pieces. But, right. yeah, but he kind of is like a goon, too, man. But, like, seriously, man, like – um. He's kind of like, without being like one of our top, top players, he's kind of like the heart and soul. I say him and Io are like the heart and soul of the Bulls. Yeah. yeah right now. I agree. Wow. Him and Io. Io getting the heart and soul already. Wow. Hey, man. Io, man. He from the crib, man. He went from Simeon to Illini to, hey. Back home. Yeah. Yeah. Can't argue that. I, I like what Alex Caruso said about um, him. I, I think it was a. Uh, Stacey King's podcast, uh, the Give Me the Hot Sauce uh, podcast, which is a great podcast, by the way. If y'all don't follow it or listen to it, you you should definitely check it out. But he was like, anybody I've ever met from Chicago that's played basketball has that mentality. And he he was specifically Mm -hmm. talking about I.O. And that is just so true. You know what I mean? Like, there's a certain Chicago for real mentality that comes to how you play the game. And it starts with being tough. Yeah. Uh, it starts there. You know what I'm saying? Um, complaining is, is not a huge thing. Um, and being and being asked to do whatever, you know what I'm saying, your coach or whoever asked you to do it, being able to do it. Playing all five positions pretty much. I think all of us grew. I think all of us have played five, all five positions. You know what I'm saying? Bro, that's, that's, that's Chicago basketball. 
that Chicago stuff in you, and not I ain't comparing myself to Io. I know, but right, of course, no, 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 I know what you're saying. <laughs> but it's like it don't matter who we playing. It's always like, all right, let's ball. Like right, I don't care, yeah. I don't care who they got. Come on, let's play. Yep, yep. that's all it's been like for my whole playing yep. basketball. All right, come on, let's play. All right, we'll yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 why Io got on him. Like, who, I don't care who over there. Let's play. Right. You know what I'm saying? Who we got? Look, like D Rose definitely embodied that. D Rose, come on, let's the play. World. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't care. We got enough. Let's roll. You know what I'm exactly. saying? <laughs> like, we gonna win. Cause you think in your head, like, well, it, when we do win, it's that much more sweeter. You know what I'm saying? Because you're telling me I'm so short-handed, I don't have what you got. It don't matter what you got. You know what I'm saying? I still got out there. I know a thing or two about winning. <laughs> I don't know what that. Oh, congratulations! Is that made of chocolate? What is that? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> but those are audio. These uh, hold up a uh, a chocolate Golden Globe basket. Yeah. No, he won, man. You know the sixty and over league that he won in. Why, why gotta be chocolate, yo? Because <laughs> it'd be awesome to chocolate. I love this. Chocolate. Yeah, for real. Like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> like, what else is it gonna be? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But when you were, Chris, you were gonna say something about uh, that stuff. Oh no! Congratulations on the win, though, by the way, uh, D. Yes, sir. Uh, so yeah, I'm I was, repeat. You know what's weird about? We haven't talked about. Io doesn't make stupid plays on the floor. Like, is, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he makes. It's almost like to your point, the mentality. Like, let's make all the right plays and eventually build. You know, we'll win from that. And like, a little reckless though. Well, it's you a, you like, that like, to rookies. You know what I'm saying? Him being a rookie and things. Yeah, like but not bad. Like, run yeah. through a wall, reckless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, yeah, it's it's not like though he comes in the game like why he do that stupid pass. It's like that really yeah. happened. Really, like, yeah. Always like the right plays and the right read. You know, his game is just that when he learns how to go one on one a little better and doesn't you know like kind of panic with that. Oh my god, finish a little better. Me. Yeah, right. Finish a little better. And we see we know it's coming because we know he's always he's already advanced his game as it is right now. So yeah, yeah, it's what he I does. You know? I, I love I can watch basketball, or watch my team, watch them play both offense and defense. Like, I just like watching Io and Cruz on defense. Like watching run, how they how they play, how they improve the game. It's yeah. one of a thing where you watch both both sides of the floor. It's true. And uh, yeah, uh, Dean, let me final question uh, for you going forward. Uh, going, I guess, going to the All Star break. Uh, what do you expect uh, from these Chicago Bulls? What do you expect to see from this team? Uh, I want to play. I want to just stay afloat. I want to play above 500 ball going into the all-star break. So how many games we got? Uh, all-star break is like February 16th, I believe. It's like the week after the Super Bowl, right? A, yes, yeah. week after the Super Bowl. Right. I believe it's the 20th. No, the break, I'm saying. The break, the, the break. not the game. The actual break is like the 16th. Uh, that's that's kind of when it kicks out. So, so, so we, we're about a, you know, a little less than a month. I just want to win yeah. at least I want to win more than we lose. You know, if we got eight, if we got, you know, if we got nine games, I want to win five of them at least. So it's, you there's, know? Fif- there's 15, 15 games, 15 games. Okay. I want to win eight. You know, I want to, I want to stay afloat. I don't want to, I don't want to get caught up, man, where, where we in the middle of the pack and we switching positions every, you know, one loss to take us from fourth to, to seventh. You know, I want to at least stay afloat on par with Brooklyn, or I want to separate when Zach come back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want to go on those, like, those, you know, it'd be nice to, to, to win 12 out of these 15 games, you know? But, you know, bare minimum, I want to 
500 or better ball, you know, so we can stay afloat. And I think if we 500 or better, we'll still be in one of those top four seats and then we'll set ourselves up for a strong finish. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, just, just don't fall, man. Don't, don't slip into where we got to like, dang, you know what I'm saying? We ain't yeah. fighting to stay out of the play in game. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that, I, that's not going to, I don't see that happening at all. Yeah, I didn't I like see that. that happening before, you know, the season. So I definitely don't see it now. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I like that, D, because like we, as we talked about earlier, none of these teams are really running away. They're all kind of like equal, COVID injuries. So if you stay like 500 like that, D, you're right. We're going to be in the mix. You know, you shouldn't be. I just, in my head, I'm sure we all imagine this Voltron for, um, forming at the end of the year when everybody will miraculously get together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be the trades, you know, or you know, uh, anything like that, but I hope that's the case to the new yeah. year. We see that team we had beginning of the year, ferocious on defense, tempered the ball, you know, on defenses everywhere, and running fast breaks again. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, destroying cats. So, hope that happens, man. Hope everyone gets back healthy and, um, yeah, and ready to go. They got a few, they got a few, uh, you know, good games coming up uh, within that 15. You know, Philly is in there. Got to play Philly again. Who's who's the team that worries me? Philly and the Heat definitely are the two uh, for me. Uh, but them and uh, uh, Phoenix Suns, uh, we haven't played them yet. So hmm. we definitely have to go up against uh, the Phoenix Suns. But uh, neither one of these games, I'm, I'm like, I'm putting, I'm putting L's on. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, nah, we, can, we can win both of these games, man. And I'd like to see it. But after that all-star break, then you kind of get into the meat of, of mm-hmm. you know, the Bulls. You know what I mean? You got to play the Grizzlies again. You know, you got the Heat, like, right after that. You know, the Bucks. Then you got Philly. You know what I'm saying? Then Cleveland's there. You know what I mean? And uh, Phoenix again. Then more Bucks. You know, more Cleveland. Like, you really get into your, your conference. And that's when it's going to get fun. And that's why I like so much mm-hmm. about this season now, D. And I was telling Chris this, that I go into these games, I'm ex- I don't. I'm excited now. You know what I'm saying? To, I don't care who they're playing. Like, yeah. It's whatever. I'm, it's whatever. You know, like we talked about that Chicago talent. Like, it's, it's whatever. When it's it, whatever. When it, anybody, dog. Like, whatever. Like, let's go. Throw the ball up. Let's see. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's see what it is. So, it's exciting time, Bulls fans. And I hope y'all know this. And I hope y'all are enjoying it. And, you know, just taking the game by game. Just enjoying it, man. For real. You really just need to be enjoying this. Uh, Chris, you want to say something? Yeah, I have one question for you guys. Sure. Go. The deadline the trade deadline is February 10th. Mm-hmm. Yes or no, are we seeing anything significant with the Bulls? I think you'll see a, a buyout. I think that's where the moves will come. I don't, I'm not going to be surprised if a trade comes because they've been on their phone doing their due diligence and they've already shown you they can they can do the impossible. <laughs> you know what I mean? The trades that they've made and the free agent signings they've done. But I really do just see um, that uh, buyout, that veteran big person you know what i'm saying coming in that they're missing i, I see that okay now i, w- I would have said kobe was going to get traded because he's playing so good and right he's worth a lot you could get a lot yeah. for him he's worth but uh him. yeah but with lonzo going down for he out for another month at least yeah. i think i think kobe's safe you yeah. know so it wouldn't shock me if the bulls if they just sat tight honestly and, and as i keep saying whatever ak and eversley want to do I'm cool with it. Whatever they want to do, brother. Like trade, no trade, buyout, no buyout. I'm rolling with them, bro. I'm rolling with them. Yeah. So it's like that. Uh, go ahead, Chris. I wouldn't be mad if we saw Fritzel Thompson on the team. Or, you know, I've been advocating for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, also the guy from um, 
uh, what's the guy's name? You mentioned him earlier. The um, the six man a year a couple years ago on the Clippers. Oh, uh, Montrez. Mont- Mont- Montrez. Yeah, man. Ooh. I'm awesome. Mm. Good call, David. Yeah. Montrez. If we get Montrez, because mm-hmm. Loki, he, he has offense if he wants to. Yeah. You tell him to score, he can score. He can pass. He's at Ooh. he's at ferocious rebounder and, and a he, goon. He's Kevin Goonish day, so with a capital so, G, brother. Capital G, Larry <laughs> Bernard Hoover. G. <laughs> I don't know. It's a complicated situation. Uh, somehow, some way, AK is getting Montrez. <laughs> Yeah, it's on. It's from Washington. That's who we make our most trades with, anyway. There you go. It's Washington, dog. So yeah, like I don't see why, dude. He's perfect. Like he's everything I want, and, and more. You know what I'm saying? As far as in that power forward position, and a dude who can play center at the same time. You know what I'm saying? He can do both, man. And like you said, the fero- that ferocious rebounder. You know what I mean? That that goon status, and the fans will love him because you know they Bulls fans love that hard nosed, tough nose kind of playing guy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah man. He up. and he's smooth around. Yeah, he could score like he will for real get you 16. Sports. You know what I'm saying? Like he's yeah, man. Nine men this year, ten men this year has no contract after that. Dude, no. throw that line up. Throw me a line. Ten million dollars cook out there. Bro. Really, <laughs> really, you can't pay. We can't pay ten million dollars for somebody. I'm with it. Yeah, if we can, and, if we can make a way to do that. Go ahead. Yeah. And no, nah, and it's expiring at the end of the season. They can do that. Yeah. They, yeah. they want that space. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They yeah. want that, dog. Yeah. No. Nah, so we can. Yeah, we might be able to get that. That would be awesome. But let me not jinx. It. Let me shut up. <laughs> that's, that's too much. Like right, as my pops would say. You know what I mean? Hey, or as he would say, too too much sugar for a dime, as he would tell me. <laughs> hey, they know they sugar, man. They've been doing a good job, man. So yeah, they've been doing their thing, man. But uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for enjoying this podcast and checking us out. Uh, Ballsports.com is the site. Uh, you can check out Ball and Ball on Bulls. Uh, didn't do a top 25 hip-hop albums. I had a friend who just told me last week to do it. And I'm really contemplating if I should or not. I don't know. It's just a lot more work because, you know, I do a lot more shows now. That's all. Um, <laughs> we already know number one and number two. Uh, and uh, yeah, thank y'all for listening to Ball on Bulls, and you can check that out on any platform uh, that you listen to podcast, and follow us on social media. Follow me at Ball Sports on Twitter. Follow Chris at Ball Sports One, and follow us on Instagram at Ball Sports. Chris. Yes, uh, thank you guys for always listening. Um, Ballsports.com, B-A-W-L-Sports.com. We may have some wardrobe coming soon. Um, for you guys this year, right, Dave? Wardrobe. <laughs> it's a wardrobe. <laughs> you hear me? Ball prom suits. You know what I'm saying? Ball suits. <laughs> ball cedos. <laughs> Balls, man. We Balls. That was just for him. That was just for D. I was looking right out of it. I said, yes. That was just for D. <laughs> ball cedos. Yeah, no, that's hard. No, that's hard, buddy. Your day say the ballsports.com, B A W L sports.com. Uh, also, check us out on YouTube. We have our YouTube shows. I know Dave, we're going to put a YouTube up once in a while, but check us out there as well. Um, just hashtag ball, B A W L. And um, yeah, that's about it, man. Um, oh, shout out to Dave. Dave, man, you was on the score. Oh, killed it too, boy. He always kills it. Like, he's like another level. He goes to sport, he goes on the score. It's like Encyclopedia like Day comes out. He did <laughs> I, I don't know where that comes from, honestly. You're nah, right. You killed it. Sound like a, a black you. a black Yurko. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Oh. I said that because because he's big. Dang, he's big. Is what you well, what else is there, dude? Like, <laughs> like what else is it gonna be? You know what I mean? You weren't gonna call me nothing else. You weren't gonna call me the Black Bernstein. You know what I mean? Too, too small. What's the big? What's the big white guy I can toss it, Dave? Oh yeah, there you go, John <laughs> Yerkovich. Yerko's dope too. I I will take all of that. And, and uh, no, thanks, uh, it, thanks to Shane and uh, for asking me to do it, and and thanks for Danny Parkins for having me on again uh on his show man but yeah thank y'all man it was it was fun it was it was a lot of fun to do so yeah i'm predicting right here they're gonna offer you a job oh well right on, right on. Actually, ball, ball on bulls gonna be like a late night show on 670 yeah that's well, chris both, both that's, be, chris chris been wanting that for a long time yeah well I, I told i told dave that i've got something calls so he <laughs> <laughs> it's always one dave always one, one brother uh, D, please please let the people know where they can find your music and I'll find you on social media. Man, social media, Instagram, Twitter, djackson82. Uh, the Second Cousins project is finally done. It's probably going to be releasing. Uh, you'll probably hear a single uh, uh, in the next month, like in February, probably. And it'll be the album will be out after that. I'm, I'm really pleased with it, man. Like, it's, uh, it's, it's really dope, man. It's me and my guy, Fifth. Um, yeah. <laughs> You and Fifth kind of look alike, but uh, See, another big dude. This is what he does. They, they, they're, uh, bro, Fifth, my man. Both of y'all, 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 my man's in them. But <laughs> um, it's a really dope project though. So be on the lookout for that, man. We we'll probably play some, send some exclusives to y'all. Play a couple tracks here, and I'll let folks know it's coming out. But yeah, I'm working. You know, me and Gio get it in it once a week for the football season. It's only a few weeks of that. Right. Water, water break. Water break. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So check that out too. So um, yeah, man, we're good. Yeah, doing a yeah. great job on that too, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. So just look, give a little more pub um, on the ball uh, feed. That ball on Bulls feed, but the ball feed. Maybe I should start posting one of those on the ball of Bulls feed. Once again, on the, the ball feed. Um, yeah, water break. It's posted once a week. NFL culture. Um, y'all kill it. It's hard work to do that once a week. So appreciate it. Check it out, guys. It's a lot of fun. Thank y'all for listening and thank y'all for rolling with us as long as y'all have been. Um, it's much appreciated. Uh, on behalf of my man, D. Jackson, on behalf of Chris, AKA C-Dub, I am Big Dave. We will see y'all next time. Go Bulls. Peace, peace.